Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's for Young Rosborn, and this is Inside Exec. Today, we're going to revisit a topic that we have talked about before, but we will think of some other things that we can talk to you about in terms of this topic, and it is managing customer expectations and managing team expectations. Now, this is slightly different to the previous podcast where we talked about communication and process in terms of the customer. This one is about expectations, probably an extension of that topic, but we want to focus on managing not only your customer expectations, but your team's expectations as well. In terms of the team expectations, this can probably be a little bit more challenging given that you're for many of you at the time of recording, you're managing teams remotely. So how do you manage the expectations of that team when you can't visit them and talk to them at will, that it has to be a managed time in a managed environment that is different to the way you might interact otherwise. Other part of it is managing the customer expectations, again, in a time where you might be delivering your services or your product in a different way to the way that you have for many, many years in the past, or you might be offering completely different products because you can't physically offer the product that you used to offer, or it's not appropriate for this period of time. So we talk about managing team expectations. To manage team expectation, you've got to know what that expectation is. And to know what that expectation is, you have to go back to the previous session we just had, which is about communication. So you need to be communicating with your team and understanding, have a clear understanding as a team and and whether it's leader and team members, all of you, where is the direction, where's the goal, where you need to be and what you're expecting. So you can't say, I can't manage their expectation because they want A and I want them to have B unless you have communicated what is it we're trying to achieve, how we're going to achieve it, and what is the limitation that we have to achieve it with. We mightn't have bells and whistles that we need to make it happen, so how are we going to manage that? And managing expectation of the team would be they might think, well, to get this in this period of time, I need this list of 10 resources. And then you've got to manage that expectation. So, well, to have those 10, we want to achieve our revenue expectation and timeline or whatever it is. And therefore, no, we have to do it with eight or six points, whatever it is. So again, communication is very, very important. So everyone is on the same page and that will enable you to manage expectation by understanding and have clarity. And I think it's not a bad exercise, as I have seen in organisations over the past little while, of actually before a meeting, before a coming together of the team, that you ask them what their expectations are. So you have an agenda for the meeting and part of the agenda response is that you ask for their expectations so that as the, the meeting manager, whether you're the team leader or someone else that's managing the meeting, that you know that this person's coming to the meeting thinking that the whole plan will be done by the end of this meeting, whereas you realistically know that someone else is going to say, can't do the whole plan because their expectation is that they just want the first part of the plan to be managed. So by getting that input from them about their expectations, you can manage the meeting so much better and manage the team so much better because 
you're constantly reviewing their expectations. They are constantly reviewing their expectations to incorporate into the overall plan of what you're doing or, or what you're producing or what service you're providing. That goes for the customer expectations as well, because what you're saying with the customer, that what, what they expected 12 months ago might be different to now and be different again for the next 12 months and so on. So again, being on top of that by knowing what they're expecting and there's many, many ways to find that out other than surveys, et cetera. Listen to the feedback you're getting, good and bad, and work within that. Communicating and explaining the options that the customers have. They might only know about one or two and they, you might have 10 different options. And their situation now require them to have things that or products or services they never had before like for example if you're into the uh, hospitality industry the cleaning aspect has changed dramatically and that service is um, sought after a lot more and very specific so in that sense you if you're in a cleaning business you've got to communicate that you're up to date you can do that you have the capacity you have the quick turnaround etc etc and that's as a provider but as the customer that's what you want somebody to come to you and make it easy and say to you I've got it I can cover all of these and I can do that and then talk about whether and my price is competitive cover all the basic angles so customer expectation is understanding it and then delivering on it the other thing too is to managing manage their expectations at the beginning of the process when you can't deliver and so I know of an organization where they will say this process takes eight to ten days if you need this product in the next three days, sorry, you'll have to try and find someone else. We can't do it. Yeah. And it's a written communication. If it's a verbal one, I've actually heard the owner of the business say to someone over the phone, I would rather tell you no now than, have, than raise your expectations in thinking that it's going to happen and then have to disappoint you when it doesn't happen. So mm -hmm. as much as it hurts me, and my business to say no, I am going to say no now because I know realistically that it can't be done. And that doesn't turn them away. No. It, what it does is engender some trust yeah. in you as an organisation, in your integrity and your honesty. And so they come back next time, they give themselves more time yeah. because they know that it's going to, that they understand it's this process of people thinking that they're special. So mm. they'll read on the website that it takes eight to 10 days. Then they'll ring you and say, oh, but I need it. You know, it's for this special thing. I, I just need it in three days. And so you have to have some response that allows them to still feel like it was okay for them to ring you and ask, but yeah. that it's your fault that it can't be done. It's, not, it's never their fault. Never their fault. They're never wrong. It's yeah. never their fault. But you just can't meet their expectations on this occasion. Yeah. If they don't come back, well, they're not the customers that you were trying to attract in the first place. But if they do come back, you know that your approach and your integrity remains intact. Yeah. And, and most of the time that customer would know that if they want this particular product and this quality, that it takes more than what they're asking, whether they come to you or someone else, and, and they have to weigh that up as well. They, they're getting the speed and not the quality giving that negative answer, there are things you can focus on that mean that they would come back to you again. So it's things like yeah. the quality and the, the customer service or whatever else it is that are 
important to you and to your, the integrity of your organisation that you focus on those things as the reason that it can't be done on this occasion. Yeah. I think that's probably enough. It, it's not a, yes. a big topic, but no. it's very clear what you need to do and how you need to manage yeah. it. So we'll leave it there for today. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Pauliana Osborne and this is Inside Exec. <laughs>